Good evening, Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach right here on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. And so like I ask you every Saturday evening, are you living the best life possible? And I sure hope so. But if not, this is the place to be. And if you are, this is the place to stay tuned up and live that fulfilled and successful life. That's why we all tune in on Saturday evenings. Well, uh, good to be back in the studio. I was uh, out for two weeks. The first week, just celebrating my birthday. And then uh, last week, I was in Virginia for a speaking engagement with Washington and Lee University that Sunday. So that took me away. But I am back this evening and ready to share Lesson 4. Lesson four of the top four lessons I've learned over the past four decades. And I'm excited about tonight's topic because tonight's topic is the power of love. The power of love. And I'll tell you guys, you know, I've had a lot of time to prepare for this one. And this particular topic, this subject will be a little different because... You know, I'm going to be sharing a lot from my perspective, a lot of what I've learned, but also a lot from my perspective and really sharing personal, real personal stories around what I've learned about love. And I plan on attacking this from three different angles, because when we, when we talk about love, you know, love is multifaceted. It's, it's uh, multidimensional. And the first angle is self-love. Self-love. So how are you loving on yourself, taking care of yourself? And then the second angle is accepting love, because some of us, we don't really know how to accept love. As a matter of fact, when people give us love, it gets us all fired up. Sometimes we even get angry. You might say, really, Linnell, how does that happen? Well, we'll talk about it during this show. And then last but not least, Sharing love, sharing love. And so those are the three angles that I want to talk about tonight in regards to the power of love. And I'm going to need your help because I know you guys have a perspective on this. You have a perspective on love. Some of you all have experienced love. You've had your uh, struggles with love. And, um, you know, give me a phone call, 773-591-1690. And share your perspective on the power of love and how love has shown up for you in your life. Um, I'd be interested to hear it. So that's the topic tonight. Really looking forward to, uh, to sharing this one with you guys because this concludes those four lessons. Those four lessons that I've shared over the last four weeks. Now, if you haven't been with us over the last four weeks of shows that I've provided. Let me do a a quick recap, a really quick recap, uh, because I want to spend most of my time on this particular subject. But as a recap, the very first topic, the very first lesson was the power of curiosity and learning. 
And so I covered that one in detail. And during that one, I covered the four stages of learning. The ability to navigate society and be social, the first stage of learning. The ability to obtain specialized knowledge, the second stage of learning. The ability to learn from exploration, the third stage of learning. And then I shared the fourth stage of learning, which is the ability to learn about yourself. Now, I brought that up because tonight I want us to really begin learning about ourselves, especially when it comes to love. Because I think when, when you bring up the term love, the first thing we do is we typically look outward. We look outward and we try to determine who's showing us love, where the love may be coming from what the love is supposed to look like. But I think the best way to really think about love is really what have you learned about yourself in regards to love. So as I go through tonight, you know, some of us will be tempted to, you know, be like, honey, you need to listen to this, right? Go to the spouse, call somebody up and say, hey, this is for you. No, if you share with them, it is for them, but it's also for you as well. All right. The power of love. Curiosity and learning was lesson number one. All right. Lesson number two was the power of focus. We talked about the power of focus, what it means to focus, how focus is paramount to living a successful life and how focus basically drives the quality of life. So. We also talked about how to increase the ability to focus, which is, you know, making sure you have clear goals, grabbing a mentor and closing the gap between where you are now and where you want to be by using a mentor. And then, of course, internal alignment. The ability to focus has everything to do with your internal alignment, your mental and spiritual alignment. And then the third lesson that we covered was the power of Purpose, the power of purpose. And when we talked about purpose, I asked three questions, three fundamental questions. And those questions were, who are you? Like, who are you? Not what you do, but who are you? Why are you alive? And what is your purpose? All right, let's get into the topic because the power of love is a big topic and I can use all the time that we have here this evening. So the questions I'll be asking tonight on the power of love, the first question is, what is love? There's a song, there's a song when I was growing up titled, What is Love? And then the next, the next line in the chorus was, uh, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> so what is love? And it's funny because today I, I stopped in at this nail salon. And get to get a pedicure. Uh, Yes, I do take care of my feet. Got to give yourself some self-love. That's the first topic we're going to cover. And as I was getting the pedicure, I asked the, you know, the, the, uh, the specialist there, what do you all think about love? And the woman who was working with me immediately said, love doesn't exist. And I was like, whoa, love doesn't exist. So when we bring up this topic of love, there's a lot of different uh, opinions and feelings about love based on our personal experience. But either way, uh, she shared that. And big ups to the Pampa Room Nail and Spa 
over there on 302 Madison and Oak Park. Thank you guys so much for the love today. Had a good time with you. But what is love to you? And then the second question that I'm asking is, why does love matter? Why does love matter? Now, like I said, I want to attack this from three different angles, okay? So the first angle is self-love. The second one is how we accept love. And then last but not least, how we love others. But first, you know, love is, is such a broadly used word. I mean, I just told you, you know, I just shared the song with you guys. And, you know, we use love so, in a lot of ways, so frivolously. You know, I love this. I love that. Oh, I love that drink. Oh, I, I love that sandwich. Oh, I love that restaurant. And we use it so much that often I don't think we really, really take time to consider the real power of those words. You know, we express love in a lot of different ways. We express love in song. I can think of some songs right now that, you know, love is being expressed. One that comes to mind is Jodeci when he's like, take my money, my house and my cars. He's like, but for one bit of you, you can have it all, <laughs> you know, and, and we listen to the song and we, we get into it. But those are some deep words, some deep words. So what is love? You know, so we use songs, we use poems. We use poems to express love, letters to express love, religion to express love, even even tattoos. You know, I was looking at uh, someone today who had a tattoo of, you know, different names. And I said, well, who know what are the names? And the names are different people in their family. And these are all the people I love. And so, you know, how she expressed it was in her tattoos. So the list goes on and how we we express love. But tonight I want to get into what is love really and how do we begin to harness the power of love? How do we begin to harness the power of love? And to start, I want to talk about self-love because I believe that, you know, love, if you look at it from the very foundation, where it starts and the only place the only place you can really begin to truly understand love is with a healthy dose of self-love, a healthy relationship to yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, it's going to be very difficult to adequately, one, accept love, right? Because you're not accepting it from yourself. And number two, Show love, like properly show love to other people. So in my humble opinion, what I've learned in the last four decades, especially this last decade, about love is, number one, self-love. But here's the thing about self-love. A lot of us aren't good at it. As a matter of fact, some of the practices that we have on a daily basis are actually subtracting or in some ways, you know, pulling love from our lives in our own negative self-talk. And I'll tell you, there is nothing more jarring for me than to be with someone or to be around people 
who do not love themselves. Like, it's jarring for me. Like, I can almost tell immediately. Whether it's in the self-talk, you know, I play basketball about three or four times a week. And um, there's this one guy who we play with. He's a fairly good player. But if he misses a shot, he calls himself a name every time. And, I, you know, I've asked him. I said, you know, man, why you always call yourself a name if you, you don't, you know, make your shot? And he was like, well, because that's how I feel about myself for not performing well. And, you know, so think about that. If how I love myself is based on my performance, is based on my abilities to do something as a human being, and as a human being, I'm flawed. I am going to make mistakes. If I cannot love myself through that, then what type of message Am I sending my subconscious? What type of message am I sending my own spirit about who I am and how I should be loved? So the first part is self-love. And the first thing I want you all to do is take a quick evaluation. Because you might say, oh, I love myself. I know I love myself. But loving yourself doesn't have, have necessarily to do with, you know, always just taking care of the outer part of you. Loving yourself has everything to do with taking care of the inner man, the spirit, the soul. And if you find yourself in negative dialogue, calling yourself bad names, I would challenge, I would challenge how well you truly love on yourself. Case in point, when we were children, You know, one of the things I can remember my mom saying to me is, Linnell, don't worry about the words that people use. Don't worry about that. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Right? And the funny thing is, you know, words do actually hurt. Words do hurt. It's something that we learn as children. And what I believe is, You know, when you're a child and someone calls you a name, I mean, those of you who have children, you know this. Someone calls your child a name, your child will come to tears. And we try to say, well, words don't hurt. Words don't hurt. But first and foremost, let's get something clear. Words do hurt. Words do hurt. If somebody is saying negative things about you, you know, as an adult, you've learned to put up a wall and say it doesn't matter. But it does. It matters. We want to be accepted. We want to 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 be considered and to be loved. And so if words hurt, then the things that I say to myself, they have to be affirming. Because as you step out into this world, you're constantly, you know, being detracted from, right? Um, Especially those of us who've worked in corporate America, right? You're always under the scope. You're always trying to figure out how to perform better. Most of us are under-acknowledged. What do I mean by that? Like, no one's telling us you're doing a good job. I love you for who you are. Thank you for who you are. I want to acknowledge you for being powerful. I want to acknowledge your leadership. Like, most of us are, we're under-acknowledged. We're under-recognized. And because we're under-recognized, if I have negative self-talk, then not only am I under-recognized in the world, right, Maybe underrecognized in your at your job, underrecognized as a leader, underrecognized with your family, underrecognized with your spouse. 
But then if I'm not recognizing myself, then I'm operating at a serious deficit when it comes to love. So the topic of the show is the power of love. But, you know, one of the things I talk about often is that we are all very powerful. But if I'm operating at a deficit where I'm not loving on myself and I'm not receiving the love from others, then what's happening is my power is being sapped away from me. There's no way I can operate at full power if I'm not being loved. And first and foremost, showing myself, Linnell, love. Showing myself love by affirming myself and by monitoring monitoring my own self-talk. Is my self-talk positive or is my self-talk negative? Because if it's negative, I'm detracting. And like I said, there's detraction happening all over. So one of the things I want you all to consider is this. I've talked about affirmation before, okay? And affirming oneself basically looks like, you know, I am wonderful. I am love. I am a leader, right? Affirming the positive in my life. Now, if you're affirming, we all affirm for a reason. We affirm ourselves to create something. So if at the same time I'm affirming myself, I allow negative self-talk to come in where I say, oh, man, you really messed that up. Or, yeah, oh, you're stupid. Oh, you're an idiot. Like I'm talking to myself, right, saying those type of things. I'm basically detracting from every affirmation I've given myself. And if I'm not affirming myself, I'm basically pulling myself down, which means that if I'm not loving on myself, and someone else comes along and wants to love on me, I won't know how to accept it because I haven't learned first and foremost how to love myself. How to love myself. And here's the deal. Everybody's not going to love you. And one of the major reasons I can say that with confidence is because most people don't even love themselves. They don't even love themselves. So if they don't love on themselves, how do you expect them to adequately know how to love on you? Period. So first and foremost, you got to figure out how to love yourself. Well, you might say, well, Linnell, how do I start? Where do I start? Number one, start in your mind. Monitor that negative self-talk. But then, secondly, you know, tell yourself, if you love someone, then you tell them that you love them, right? You know, I tell my wife, I love you. Before I left today, I said, I love you. I tell my mom, I love you. I tell my dad, I love you. My sisters and brothers, I love you. And so the first step to self-love is looking at yourself and saying, hey, I love you. I love you. Looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. And if there is, if there is nothing else that we suffer from, I believe that many of us suffer from the lack 
of self-love. And we don't know how. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll challenge you to get in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. And if you find it difficult to do, because some of you will, then right there, the resistance that you have to that, that tells you where you are on the playing field of self-love. And now it's time to start practicing. Start figuring out what the wonderful qualities about you are. What is it that you do well? Affirm that. What is it that you bring to the rest of us? Affirm that. Tell yourself you love that about you. And and look, there's a difference between self-love and conceit, okay, and being vain. I ain't say, you didn't hear me say, oh, you beautiful. Look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm beautiful. Now, some of you all, that might be what you need to do to affirm yourself. But some of us, that might just be a little conceited, y'all. And you know who you are. <laughs> you know exactly who you are, okay? So, self-love, the first angle. And so, if there's one thing that you take away from the topic of self-love, I would say it's to monitor your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? What is the conversation that's happening up up there in your head in silence that nobody else can hear that in many ways could be damaging your ability to, one, love yourself, and two, accept love from others? And that's where I want to go now in regards to accepting love. So what does accepting love look like? And why is it so difficult for some of us to accept love? Now, when when we talk about accepting love, let me give you an example of what I mean. Because, you know, many of you would be like, oh, man, I'll I'll take some love. You you know, you want to buy me something? You want to bring me something? You want to give me something to eat? I'll do all that. And while that could be, that could be accepting love, I would challenge you around whether you really know how to accept love in the form of support, in the form of actually being vulnerable enough to open yourself up and say, here is what I need. Here is what no one really knows that I need, and I'm asking you for that. That is where it gets hard to really, truly accept Love. And let me tell you from a very personal experience. So as you guys know, I'm a coach. And before I became a coach, I went through coach training. And going through coach training, one of the things that the master coach who was facilitating the program shared with me probably about two to three months into the program. You know, she looked at me. We're we're around the table. And basically I was with other people who were trained to be coaches. This was my cohort. And. She looked at me and she said, Linnell, your breakthrough is in love. And the reason your breakthrough is in love is because what you need to do is learn how to accept love. But you also need a breakthrough in loving others. Now, when she said accept love, I was like, nah, I accept love. I, I accept love. And I agree with her when she said in loving others, because at the time I was guarded. I didn't know how to love others. So I wasn't married. You know, I hadn't met my wife yet. And 
I really didn't know how to love on other people outside of my family. I just didn't know. And I had begun doing this work. I had already started Inspirational Perspective. I knew that the work I did required love, but I didn't necessarily know how to open myself to love others or to open myself to actually accepting love for others. And the reason why is because I was afraid. I was afraid to get hurt because the experience I had with love at a young age is that it didn't work, is that when you love people, they hurt you. And the thing I saw in even my parents' marriage, right? My parents were married 36 years, and after 36 years, it didn't work. And I saw that love over time doesn't seem to work. And so how I internalized that was, hey, man, you got to be careful with, you know, who you love and and how you love on people, because this love thing hurts. It don't feel so good. And here's the biggest distinction that she gave me, this master coach gave me. And I want to share this this with you all. When we think about love, we combine love with our pain. We combine love with our uncertainty, and we combine love with our fears. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that we can make. Because the essence of love, love, not the consequence of having loved someone, not what it feels like for love to leave, all right? Let's be very clear. There's a difference. Love itself is warmth, is kindness, is long-suffering, is, you know, one of the people on Facebook said, is God, right? And when you say love is God or God is love, then that makes me think about it's omniscient, it's everywhere, all right? It's surrounding me, it's safety. Love is all of those qualities. And what happens is when We extend ourselves when we make ourselves vulnerable and we feel some type of pain from that. The pain that we feel is the consequence of an emotion that typically comes from fear. That typically comes from fear. And instead of distinguishing it and saying, hey, I had love or I was experiencing love and that just stopped and got replaced by fear. We merge the two, right, into one and say love is pain, love is fear, love is scary, love is non-existent, and all the rest of those things. And so I want to be really clear, because this is what I learned about accepting love myself. Love is love. Love is love. That's the only thing that it can be. I mean, let's think about this practically, right? Linnell is Linnell. I can be no one else. I can't be Linnell and Pam. Pam's my wife. I can't be Love and Gerald. Gerald's my producer. I can't be Love and Sir Henry. Sir Henry comes on after me. I am Linnell. So why is it that when it comes to love, we give it all these different definitions based on an experience that may have happened pertaining to love? That's the biggest mistake we make 
when it comes to love. It's not really understanding what love is and then trying to take the emotions we experience due to our fears and merge that and say, well, that's love because that's what I experienced. Love is whatever I felt after it went away. Because let me tell you, you wouldn't have been in love if love wasn't love. And you can't fall out of love and then say love is pain. Like, no, love is love. Pain is pain. So that's the first thing. Now, back to the story about me accepting love. So what I found is that part of my problem with accepting love was full trust. Full trust and vulnerability. And, you know, I I didn't necessarily have a problem with self-love. Now, I've been on a journey where I've enhanced my self-love. Part of that is how I can show up now. There was a time, I shared this before, there was a time where I couldn't have done a show like this. I couldn't be on the air talking about this because my confidence in me, my self-love, and my ability to tap into my own spirit to reach my power wasn't there. And so my self-love has enhanced, and with that enhancing, it's allowed me to accept love from others. Because now I know that if you come and support me, but you disappoint me, in that support, that it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with Linnell. It has nothing to do with how you love me. Let's be very clear about that, right? Because the other thing is we have interpretations of what it means, what we think it means for someone to love us. Like, oh, well, you don't love me if you don't do X, Y, and Z. And that's my stuff, especially, especially, Especially if I haven't communicated it. I love this. Gino on Facebook just said, you can't have full love without full trust. You cannot have full love without full trust. And that was the hardest thing for me in accepting love from others was full 100% trust. And here's the thing. Humans aren't perfect. And that's the thing about love, right? Love is kind. Love is long-suffering. Long-suffering means I love you despite the disappointments. I love you despite, you know, whatever it is that really upset me. I love you despite your performance. I love you regardless of how you show up. Like, love is love. And so as I really began to understand this, It enhanced my ability to accept love from others. Now, let me tell you what it did for me. Now that I can accept love from others, I can be fully connected to someone. And let me tell you about the beauty of connection. Because I think a lot of us move around disconnected. And again, remember, you have to love yourself, okay? And As you love yourself and connect with yourself, it enhances your ability to connect with others. So what this means is if I can forgive Linnell, all right, if I can forgive Linnell for when he shows up short, for when he disappoints me, if I can forgive me, now it enhances my ability 
to forgive others. It enhances my ability to be with others when they're not perfect. It actually switches up my ability. It switches up my ability to actually be overall. So now when it comes to someone else, if I can accept my mistakes, if I can accept how I don't necessarily show up consistently, I can accept how I don't always meet my commitments, and I can acknowledge that. Now, I can fully accept you and your love and the fact that your love has nothing to do with your consistency. It has nothing to do with when you make mistakes. It has nothing to do with, you know, when I don't feel necessarily 100% supported. It has everything to do with the love, the connection that we have. And here's the thing. I'm not just talking about the connection you may have with your spouse or your significant other or your family. I'm talking about the connection you have with everyone in your life. As a leader and an entrepreneur, my ability to accept love from the people that work for me, again, accept support, accept any of it, feedback, all of it, right? My ability to accept that has enhanced because of my ability to accept myself and to love myself. So again, this is why this is in stages, right? Stage number one, self-love. Stage number two, accepting love from others. Because until you master self-love, it's going to be very difficult for you to accept love from other people. If you're constantly beating yourself up about how you perform and what you do, it will be very difficult. Take a look. You might disagree. Take a really close look. It will be very difficult for you to genuinely, genuinely accept love from other people, including your spouse. If you're not loving on yourself, one of my followers on Facebook just said it. I failed in a relationship because I didn't adequately love myself. She didn't blame it on him. I failed in the relationship because I didn't adequately love myself. And so self-love provides the ability to be loved, accept love. All right, so now I want to talk about loving others. And, and you know, there's nothing more fulfilling and beautiful than love and the expression of love. And, you know, Nat King Cole said, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is to love and to be loved in return. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is to love and be loved in return. So what is it? What is loving others really all about? And, you know, so I started the second stage of love talking about accepting love from others, sharing a personal story of how as a coach going through coach training, the master coach who was training me shared with me that my breakthrough was in love. Like in order for you to do this work, your breakthrough would need to be love. And now the good thing is I had that breakthrough. And the one thing that really, I would say in a lot of ways, hindered the breakthrough, the resistance I felt was fear. Was the fear of being hurt, the fear of pain. 
And what I learned in my breakthrough of love is that love is the secret component to conquering fear. Because you can't really have both, right? Love is absolute. Love is love. And if I really truly want to be a blessing to someone else, if I really truly want to love on someone else, I cannot be afraid of them disconnecting from me. I cannot hesitate. I cannot be more concerned with myself than I am for them. And and let me give you a, a great example of this. As a coach, I'm working with people in the intimate areas of their life. And if I do not love them, if I don't love that individual, if I don't love what they're up to, then it will be very difficult for me to make a difference. Because in order for me to actually coach someone, I have to connect. I have to connect to them. And full connection does leave you vulnerable. At any point, they can say, man, you're not helping me. And that would hurt, right? Or they can say, I don't want to do this with you anymore. Uh, This doesn't make sense. Any of those things, they can strike out. That would hurt because I'm vested, right? I'm not attached to their result, but I'm connected to them. I'm connected to their power, to their essence. I'm connected to the possibility that I know they bring into this world. And so with the little bit of time I have left, loving others is the full ability to be connected to yourself, accept the love that others provide, and then take that and put it on a platter and say, this is for all of you. This is for all of you. And the best example, the best personal example I can give is the work right here that I do on the radio every Saturday evening at 10 p.m. Because if there is any vulnerable space that I can put myself in where people have told me lots of horrible things about myself and my ability to share, this is it. And so this is how I express my love. And I would challenge you tonight to get really clear about how you express your love from here. Not how you perform it, but how you provide the full, genuine expression of your essence of love. All right, so that's the show tonight, The Power of Love. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I hope that you got something from it. And more than anything, know that love is love. 